I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. Today on The Explored Life, More Than Yoga, I'm talking to Sarah Cook about how she found a way of building a business that lights her up and works around her family and the lifestyle that she wants to lead. She talks about her experiences of overcoming injury, corporate burnout, postnatal depression, so that now she's able to help and mentor other women in the health and well-being industry to create flexible businesses that suit their lifestyle. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today on The Explored Life More Than Yoga. And um, I'm really excited to talk to you today about your journey to coming to where you are right now as a um, business mentor, aren't you, really? And you help women in business who are working in the health and wellness industry, women like me, to, well, I'm going to let you describe it better than me, actually. So tell me a little bit about what it is you do now. Sure. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, love chatting with other women in business, especially in the health and wellness space. Um, so yeah, you're right. I am um, a business marketing mentor for health and wellness business owners. Um, and that's really come about through my journey, through my story, through my experiences of always being within the health and wellness world in various different guises, I guess, really. So how did you come around to um, to be doing what you're doing? Because you've had quite a, a long journey, haven't you, at doing different things along the way to bring you to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. I really feel like everything that I've kind of been through, both personally and professionally, has kind of led me to where I am today and really given me that experience to be able to help health and wellness business owners to really grow and scale their businesses in the way that they want to. Um, so if I take you way back when, I guess, because my life has been so involved in health and wellness, kind of as, as far back as I can really remember, um, I've always been interested in sport. And I think that has kind of led me into sort of sticking within that health and wellness space, both from a work perspective, um, but also sort of understanding the importance of looking after ourselves as women, as business owners, to really be successful and live the lives that we want to. Um, so I played a lot of sport, as I mentioned. Um, I actually represented England um, in lacrosse and played various other sports Ooh. in a sort of county level as well. So um, that really, I suppose that kind of was a bit of a catalyst in me understanding the importance of physical health, mental health, mindset, that, you know, not just playing to win, but actually if you wanted to play at that elite level, you had to train, you had to be disciplined, you had to look after yourself through nutrition and that kind of thing. And that became really important to me. Um, and I remember I remember having the good old careers chat with uh, people at school and, you know, saying I wanted to combine sport or health with business. And the only thing that they could come up with was to be a physiotherapist. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to be a physiotherapist. That doesn't really kind of light me up. So um, I decided to do a business degree at Loughborough University. 
being a sports university enabled me to continue with my sporting career, but really develop the marketing, the business side of things. Um, and, you know, continued playing for England for about five years. Um, and then I had a serious injury where I ripped lots of ligaments in my ankle, tendons, etc. And that meant that basically I couldn't play any sport for a year. I had to relearn to walk again. Um, and at the age of 21, that was that was really, really hard. And I think that was kind of my first real test, I guess, of resilience of, you know, what, what do I want to do? I was at a bit of a crossroads in the sense of, you know, finishing a degree, loved my sport, but basically couldn't do anything, couldn't play anything. And that was, again, that sort of first resilience, but also that mental, mental health understanding of actually the only person that was going to fix me and get me to a place where I wanted to be was me. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I could see the physios and I could see, you know, the sort of health experts that would help my muscles get back to normal and, you know, the doctor's consultants who had to kind of remodel my foot and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but actually the only person who was going to do those exercises, the only person who's going to look after me and my health was me. And I do remember sitting on the sofa just being like, what's the point? Like, I've been told I can't do anything sport or exercise for a year this is going to be such a long journey ahead um so I gave myself a little bit of a kind of wallow period but actually yeah. I think in some ways it was a real good test and it was kind of it was that crossroads moments of going I don't want to be sat on a sofa for the rest of my life I, I love my sport it was such a big part of my life playing at that level the team side of things as well as the connections and feeling good like I love sport because it makes me feel good um, strength as well as that sort of mindset thing. Um, and to be told you can't do something that you love is really, really hard, especially at quite a young age. Um, so I kind of thought, actually, do you know what? I'm going to build that up. But what I am going to do is I'm going to pursue a career in health, but within business. Um, so I worked for one of the biggest um, healthcare companies in the world um, from a sales and marketing perspective on all sorts of different um health modalities so nutrition stop smoking weight loss allergies so many different things pain relief um and that for me was I suppose was a bit of a release that I could kind of channel my health and understanding actually was helping me as well um because I was able to learn so much and channel that into helping me on my journey of health and wellness as well so that was the kind of I suppose catalyst of me coming into the health world from a business perspective um, but at that point I was probably only about 26, 27 and just felt a bit too young to settle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'd never taken a gap year and travel was always something that I've loved to do. Um, I've always been interested in, and it's probably part of my marketing brain. I've always been interested in different cultures, why people do different things, why people buy different things. Um, and so travel was a big part of that. And um, I got married quite young um, and we decided that actually we're going to get out of the rat race of London. Um, we went to live abroad. So we lived in um, Singapore, which was supposed to be for a year. Um, and that turned into seven years. Um, and living and working in, in that space was incredible. Met loads of different people. Um, but I was traveling a lot for work. I was doing day trips from Singapore up to Malaysia and back again, you know, quick trips across to Australia and things. And it really hit that. I then started realizing I was kind of heading down this burnout level um, and corporate burnout for anyone who's kind of experienced that is really hard. Like I absolutely loved my job, 
but it was at the expense of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got to that point of going, I, I can't do this. I don't want to do this, but what do I want to do? And at that point I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, so wow. that was a kind of another crossroads point of going, I really have to look after myself. If I want to, you know, look after this little being, I have to look after me too. Um, and with living abroad, I didn't have, I didn't have that support network that a lot of new mums do. I didn't have, you know, family or friends around to help with that. Um, and as an expat in Singapore at the time, you only got two months maternity leave. Wow. Um, yeah, which is, was, you know, it's a big thing, isn't it? You know, anyone who is, has become a mum, you know, six weeks after giving birth, there was absolutely no way I was, I was ready to kind of go back to work. Um, And I'd had a really traumatic birth as well. Um, It was 54 hours. We nearly lost him at the end of it. Um, And it was just, I just found that process really, really traumatic Mm. um, and led to sort of postnatal depression. And, and I think I had this moment at about four o'clock in the morning, about four months, four months after he'd been born and just went, I want more than this. Like I can't, something had to shift. Um, And I think I really recognized again at that point that in order to look after the people around me, my son, I needed to look after me. Mm -hmm. I think with all of my kind of learning and experiences of everything that I'd kind of been through up until that point, it was the real catalyst of going, actually, I don't want to go back to corporate world. I don't want to be doing that traveling. I want to live my life in a way that enables me to be flexible around the people that I want to be flexible and, and therefore. Um, so that led to me retraining um, as a holistic health and massage therapist. Um, signed up for it at 4am after one night oh, feed. Wow. <laughs> um, thinking about it for a little while and it was just, I don't know, you just have those sort of tipping point moments so you're going enough's enough. Definitely. I'm just going to make this change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing. It was something for me. And I loved learning. Again, I loved learning about something that was going to help me, but something that I could then help other people with. Um, And I never really planned on turning that into a business. It was just something to take me away from that baby brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I had to do all of the, um, you know, with the qualifications, you have to do the case studies and the physical practice on people. All my sort of friends and um, friends of friends were saying, actually, how can we rebook you? Can you, can you carry on doing this? (laughs) Um, Which was amazing. So yeah, I inadvertently set up a business and that then grew and I became fully booked in about five months, which I think because of my marketing experience, my business experience really helped with that because I knew, knew how to show up. I knew what I needed to do um, without compromising, you know, my still very young son. Um, But it worked really well because I was flexible around him. I could be there for those feeds. I could be there for for him, you know, whenever I needed to be. Um, But with that fully booked sort of situation, that then led to other problems because, you know, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of a lot of my clients, especially they just say say to me, they just want to be fully booked. Um, And that's a great sort of first stepping point. But actually, when you get to that stage, you hit an income ceiling, you lose that flexibility. You're almost at the mercy of your clients because they're dictating when you're working and it's not the other way around. Um, And with still being abroad at that time, we'd quite often come back to the UK for kind of periods of six weeks at a time to see family and friends over in England. Um, And that meant I wasn't earning any money during that time or clients would go elsewhere in that interim. So it felt really, I felt a massive disconnect. 
Um, and for me, that was that, again, that sort of tipping point of going, something needs to change. I want to live this flexible life. I want to be able to travel. I want to be there for my children. Um, and I'm really passionate about helping people. And I couldn't help enough people with the business model that I had. Um, and that then led to going, okay, well, what can I do? How can I help these people even more? Um, how can I still have money coming in? How can I be there for, for my children? And I always see these sort of this sort of three different areas with anyone who's running business and it's time, it's lifestyle and it's income. And there's normally one of those three things that gets pulled upon at some point. And I was like, actually, I want all of those. I want to be able to have all of those three things. Yeah, um, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's, you know, that there shouldn't be a reason why we can't do it. Um, so that was my sort of tipping point for creating um, a different business model, one that had different revenue streams. Um, I introduced a product range. Um, I was doing some courses, some workshops, some collaborations. And that then just freed up my time, but actually meant that I could help even more people because I was doing workshops, whereas instead of a one-to-one -one perspective, I was helping more people. And it then broadened um, how I could help people. So it wasn't just the sort of physical massage therapy practice. It was actually, you know, health and habit lifestyle changes. And that then led to developing the business arm of it, the coaching mentoring side of things, because I was getting other people saying, well, how are you doing this? How are you still able to do all of these things that you're doing and help people? Um, and I think, you know, with kind of all of my, all of my journey, my experiences kind of, as, as I said, has kind of led me to this point now where I've had so much knowledge, both personally, as well as through my business and marketing qualifications and setting up my own businesses, that it's enabled me to share that knowledge. Um, and for me, that ripple effect is what I get really excited about, because if I can help other health and wellness business owners, together we can help so many more people. And also we can then live our lives in the ways that we want to have that flexibility, have that freedom, which quite honestly is quite often why so many of us go into business or running our own business because it's hard. Um, but we want to have that flexibility. We want to be there for our family and our friends. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I suppose, a bit of a plotted history as to where I've, where I've taken all of my knowledge, all my experience and then brought it into now to be able to help the people that I can do. Yeah. 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 So it sounds um, to me like, um, so you help women who, who have already got some kind of health and wellness business in place to achieve that flexibility and freedom that is so common, I think, especially for women to look for, because often they are doing most of the childcare, uh, if they're children. Um, and, and I think that's often a catalyst, isn't it, for, um, for start, starting to look for something that's going to work around your um you know changed values I guess because your values kind of change don't they it's like you yeah, they do from when you were working yeah. in the corporate um world and that was okay for a while but then especially when you have kids it does um make you reassess that doesn't it your values and how you want definitely to and I think your priorities change as well somehow don't they and I think you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing a kind of a corporate job and looking after your family and your friends. And it always goes back to, you know, what are your lifestyle goals? What, how do you want to run, run your life? And there is no right way. We're all different. We've all got different things and different ways of doing things. And that's absolutely okay. Um, and I think there is this, 
you know, in, in some ways there's been a sort of a shift in how women are, I guess. We've, you know, we've kind of been through the sort of feminist side of things where it's like, yep, power to women, that flexibility. And I absolutely think that's right. But I think there is still that balance. As you said, women tend to still be the main, you know, child carers. Yeah. Um, and to enable you to work if you want to, to enable you to look after the children in the ways that you want to, you have to find whatever it is that thing is to enable you to do or to run your lives in the way that you want to without the expense of doing it on someone else's terms. And that was the bit that kind of got me is that I didn't want to be in corporate because it was on someone else's terms. And without having that support network around me, with knowing that my job involved a lot of travel, a lot of events and late nights, it didn't fit with my values anymore. Yeah. So I think I think that's it, isn't it? It's just kind of understanding what, what do you want and recognising that there can be more if you want to, but it comes down to your personal choice. Yes. So if someone is looking for um, that, what you're talking about so more flexibility more freedom to be able to work around the lifestyle that they want whatever that looks like um like you say there's absolutely no right or wrong and I totally agree with that um what are your top tips for someone who's maybe already in the industry and trying to grow a business or someone who's maybe interested in making some kind of a change like you did and um, what would be your um, your advice for someone like that? Your top tips? Yeah, I went through a bit of a process when I was just feeling really low. Um, it's a Japanese tool called Ikigai. Um, I don't know if you've come across that, but it's um, it basically gets you to look at, you know, what do you enjoy? What do you like doing? What are you good at? Um, but also what the world needs. And I think that was kind of really interesting for me because, you know, I love travel, as I've talked about. I, you know, I love the sort of nutrition side of things. Um, I love that kind of holistic health part. You know, I'm a mum, I can help people that way. But actually the stuff that really lit me up was helping people feel good and feel better and feel stronger. And because that's all of my experience, all my journey, I also knew that there were a lot of business owners that, you know, and a lot of us, when we do our qualifications, um, there is no business and marketing support in those qualifications. And I had all of that. So enabled me to kind of pull both together and mix my passion and my sort of purpose, being able to help people to be able to create something that I'm doing now. Um, so if people are listening to this and thinking, gosh, OK, well, that all makes sense. I would really just almost just get a bit of a piece of paper out and just brainstorm every single thing that you are good at, um, every single thing that you enjoy doing. And then you'll start seeing some interlinks, some kind of crossovers between that. Um, and then you can just kind of translate that across and think, well, is there something that I'm always being asked for by friends and family? Because I think sometimes we also, when we're good at something, we take it for granted or we assume that other people kind of just get that. Um, yeah. And I think, again, that's one of those big things that, you know, you could also ask like a friend or a family member to tell you what you're good at or what your strengths are. That could be really interesting as well. Um, because sometimes it is, it's one of the hardest things, isn't it? I think especially, especially as women, we tend to be quite self-critical. Yeah. Um, and we just think, oh, well, everyone knows that or everyone can do that. No, they can't. And no, they won't. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's, you know, thinking about what, what is it about you that makes you potentially different that you can help people with? Um, and it could, or it could be your experience. So, you know, almost mapping out your journey, your story and just seeing what it is. Um, 
So yeah, and it, it, it can be anything. And that's the exciting thing when you're running your own business, you can, you can take it in any way that you want to, you can pivot, you can, you know, I hate that word. Sometimes you can swivel, whatever, however you want to call it, but you, there is no red tape when it comes to your own business, you can make decisions and you can shift things. And the best recommendation that I can give is just to try something, you know, test the water with it and just see whether it's product, whether it's service. I had a product business as part of one of those revenue streams for about two and a half years, three years um, before I sold that last year because it just wasn't lighting me up anymore. And that's okay too. So it's, I think it's, you don't have to, when you start on that entrepreneurial journey, you don't have to stick with it. Or same with, you know, if you want to have that regular income coming in and you don't feel ready to set something up yourself, look at a job that does fit with your values, you know, a part-time job or even a full-time job that works around your family. Um, so just thinking about what you want lifestyle, what you need financially, but also what you could do. Yeah, that's great. Have you got, um, so is there somewhere where people can find you um, if they want to find out more about this kind of thing, Sarah? Yeah, definitely. So my website is sarahcookmarketing.com, um, but I hang out mostly in my um, Facebook group um, for health and wellness business owners, which is Healthy Business to Wealthy Business. And I share lots of tips in there, but it's an amazing community of other like-minded health and wellness business owners brilliant so we can um share and i'll drop the link to that in the comments for this podcast that's wonderful thanks so much for your time today sarah it's been lovely to talk to you oh it's been great thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and i'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself i've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast Take care, guys. See you next time.